There's a war on for the soul of America, an ideological, political, and spiritual war. Will America abandon her place as a last beacon of hope in an ever-darkening world? Or will she rise again and lead the world into a new era of freedom and prosperity? I am your host, Phil Hotzenpeller, and this is American Faith Battleground. I'm Phil Hotzenpeller with Battleground and AmericanFaith.com. Hey, let's go back to the truckers in Ottawa. What happened there and what are the effects on us today and who was behind, or at least partially behind, the freezing of accounts, the setting a precedent of the Emergency Act in order to violate Canada law, freedom of expression, freedom to assemble, and so forth? Well, it was a woman by the name of Christia Freeland. She is the Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister of Canada. And she came out very strong, wanted to make sure she sent a clear message that she was going to enforce everything she could to stop this protest of what was going on. Well, we did a little research. We want to know who is Christia Freeland. And we realized that this woman, who was first elected to Parliament in 2013 and 15, and then later re-elected in 19, well, she served as Canada's Minister of International Trade, overseeing all the negotiation of free trade. Well, she also happens to be a board member of the World Economic Forum. So here we understand, first of all, she is a globalist. She's got a very interesting past. She's also written a couple of books. One, The Sale of the Century, The Inside Story of the Second Russian Revolution, and Plutocrats, The Rise of the New Global Super Rich and the Fall of Everyone Else. Plutocrats has been uh, an international bestseller and won several awards along the way. Well, that kind of intrigued me a little bit, so I said, well, I want to go a little bit deeper. Uh, I want to know more about her and her background. So we we took a little deep dive into uh, her resume to see what it was all about. Well, we find out, interestingly enough, that um, she was actually a student in the Ukraine. She was a student at the University of Kiev, where she studied Ukrainian, although she was already fluent in the language. That was during uh, 1988-89. She was an exchange student there. Uh, While there, she worked with a journalist with the New York Times and did a document surveying the unmarked mass graves there uh, that the Soviet police had created and disposed, apparently, of tens of thousands of dissidents. So we already see that she's she's already kind of on this wavelength of Ukraine and anti-Russia. While there, she was so effective in what she did as a student, which tells us a lot, that she attracted the attention of the KGB. While there, she was actually given a code name by the KGB of Frida. Soviet newspapers... Um, and uh, she attacked foreign meddling in the internal affairs over her contacts with Ukrainian activists. They actually tagged her, watched her carefully. They bugged audio recordings of her. They found out that she was really getting in a lot deeper than most people thought. By the time her activism within Ukraine had ended, she had become the subject of a high-level case study on KGB, which is pretty interesting when you think about her as a student. Now take that student 
working from that position, being on the, on the radar for KGB, and now all of a sudden what happens? Now she's standing against Russia, nothing new here, and for Ukraine. Do you ever think there might be a deeper globalist agenda working itself out here? We see that the World Economic Forum has done strong with Ukraine. And I just want to parenthetically say here that we stand with all of humanity, created in the image of God, whether they be living in Russia, out of Russia, in Ukraine, out of Ukraine, in America, across the world. But the people cannot always be associated with the leadership that have a different agenda. We know the World Economic Forum has an agenda, and that agenda is to take away your rights, my rights. It is to, in the words of Klaus Schwab, to say, we're going to change you, not what you do. We want to change you. And we've seen over the last couple of years an attempt to change who we are. That is, as people. We've seen this control through COVID. Uh, they've called that a bridge to get us to the place to where they want us to be. Remember that this group has always been dissatisfied with the world, but they knew where they wanted to go. That was never even hidden. But how did they get there? And COVID became the bridge to help get them to the other side in order to implement a plan that literally would eliminate borders, would eliminate private property, would bring us under the control lockstep and barrel, and really direct the course. Eliminate middle class because middle class is always a threat to mankind. Why? Because of freedom. They got independence. They've got their own income. A lot of them are entrepreneurial. They're typically more conservative, more family oriented. And so if they could eliminate that, that would, in essence, position a world government that would control all of mankind. So how did we get to this place? We got to this place little by little, but prophetically, if we look at the Bible, we got there where God spoke way in advance and said, let me tell you what the future is going to be like. Let me tell you what you can expect. In fact, Jesus said that you can expect there's going to be many who will come in my name and deceive many. Now, they don't have to come and say, I'm Jesus Christ. What they do is they come and say, no, I'm the Savior of the world. I'm the solution to your problem. I can fix what's broken. I see what's broken. If it's not broken, I'll break it. Then I'll show you how I can fix it so that you will follow after me, adore me, worship me, or be ultimately dependent upon me. This has always been the agenda of the one world government. It dates back to the time of Nimrod in Genesis chapter 10, where he established the first human kingdom, which was Babylon. We see it running all through the pages of the word of God, where there's always been a ruler, a chieftain, uh, a king that comes along, and he's going to control society. Now, when Jesus was speaking to his disciples, they wanted to know what would the end of the age be like. And one of the things he told them that it would be like, there would be wars and rumors of war. That's always going to be true of mankind. There's going to be nation rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Now, what makes that interesting is that's a global war. First time that happened was World War I, 1914 through 1917. We could almost date uh, Matthew 24 there with that date. And then it goes on to say, there's going to be many come in my name, and they're going to they're tell you that you need to follow them, that they have the solution, they have the answer. There's going to come a point at which a world leader will rise out of this grouping of leaders. One person will come to the forefront. He's going to make a promise, a peace agreement with the nation of Israel. 
And that peace agreement he will break midway in his term of seven years. And he will declare himself to be God and demand worship of the entire world. So if you know where it's going to end, you can then you can see the steps along the way of how we get there. Little by little, we adjust to conformity. Little by little, we adjust. I live in an area close to a school. We see kids coming home, even though the mandate has been lifted on the outdoors Uh, we still see kids wearing them. Why? Because they've already been conditioned in just two years to believe everything that the government is saying. And the government doesn't want us to be independent, doesn't want us to think for ourselves. The thing that I've found that I've started doing is when I see something online that seems to give credence to this, I will make a copy, download it, and then print it. Because these things have a tendency to disappear over time. A lot of the great documents that were validating things in the past you can no longer confine. So I just want to encourage you to do some research. Keep your eye on leaders like Christia Freeland and do some research. Figure out that they're not as innocent, as kind, or as sweet as they might come across on the front. This is uh, Battleground with Phil Hotzenbauer. Thank you for joining us today. I want to thank you for listening to American Faith Battleground. 